0: Listening to the NFL on TuneIn, it's No Huddle with Brian Weber
1: and Cordell Stewart.
0: We're pleased to be joined by Ken Carman, host of the morning show on ninety two three, the fan in Cleveland. You can also check him out on CBS Sports Radio. Ken, thanks for taking the time. A lot of activity in your town. Let's go step by step and focus first on the wide receiver position. Yeah, the Browns are going to have to pay Jarvis Landry a lot of money, but they have a ton of cap space. If Josh Gordon can finally keep his personal life in order, how good do you think this receiving bunch is going to be? Much better than they would, they've been before. I mean, they've, they've swung and missed. They really haven't even swung. I mean, you, you go back to where it was with Ray Farmer, and it feels like it was 40 years ago. It's just a few. Uh, you know, they took Vince Maley. He's a tight end now trying to hold on in the NFL. They took him in the fourth round and cut him uh, coming into camp. Uh, they They tried the Ricardo. Ricardo Lewis is a great practice wide receiver, but in the games he just doesn't show up very much. Uh, Richard Higgins is one of those guys that you could take or leave. Uh, so they've, they've tried their hand at a couple of different wide receivers. And the other one I haven't even mentioned is Corey Coleman, who has been hurt over the last couple of years and found himself in, in not so good a graces with the coaching staff considering that he got sent home with Kenny Britt uh, for the Houston game last year. So a lot of people are pretty upset with him to see what he's going to do, what he can do for the future. So that's going to be a bit of a different one. Uh, I think if if Josh can keep his head out of the clouds, which is always going to be the major issue, uh, they they can be much improved with him. I still think they're going to try to make a move in free agency for somebody, or they'll they'll probably go on the draft. And it's going to be interesting to see what they do because they they took a they took a wide receiver when they drafted Corey in the first round. They took him in what we thought was going to be a, a deep draft, and. It ended up kind of being fruitless for a lot of teams, so we'll see if they can find maybe somebody there in the second round or something like that if they wanted to go wide receiver in this draft.
1: When looking at the receivers, as far as the Cleveland Browns are concerned, do they have the quarterback Tyrod Taylor? Do you think he will be able to make that connection to the few receivers he have on his team moving forward?
0: I think he will, you know. And and I'd like to hear, you know, Cordell, you play the position, so you know, it's I I get sold on some of these guys and think that. He can help out. He can solidify the position. But, I mean, you've you seen him play. Right. Can, can he do it? Because, I, I mean, you're more of a I, – I hate to do a question with a question. I know you brought right. me on for a reason. But, I mean, hell, I'd like to hear what you have to no. say about it because I, I don't want to be oversold. I think I'm right. trying to go in honest, but we'll see what he can do.
1: Well, I'll say this. I'll say this. You know, when it comes to stability at that position – now, you know, I know sometimes you like to make – you know big splashes to allow the the masses to appreciate it and buy in. But I think when you look at the quarterback position and what it's been able to accomplish in Cleveland over the years, there's truly hadn't been any true stability, meaning someone that had the experience in the National Football League and was capable, truly capable, of coming in and maybe put your team in position to win some football games. He's more than serviceable, Tyrod Taylor. I mean, he's giving you 14 touchdowns, uh, four interceptions. Mm -hmm. There's been a few years within his time there with the Buffalo Bills where he's taken his team to an 8-8 and position. I think if they all of a sudden end up grabbing someone like the Saquon Barkley, I think have a um, a, Jar- a Jarvis Landry along with a Josh Gordon in there. I think now it start positioning this football team. I think scheme wise with Todd Haley and understanding how to use the mobile quarterback and having this talent after coming out of Pittsburgh. I think it's something that you can go into on Sundays, Mondays, or even Thursdays and say, you know what? We have a chance because of what we have. Now, long-term, that's a different conversation.
0: Yeah, I'm glad to hear that from you because, you know, I I think I see something, but I don't know the game like like you guys do in in a lot of ways. I mean, you played it, um, and I, and I, I think, well, okay, I think he'll be the best we've certainly had since Brian Hoyer and before that we used to have these fights over Brian Hoyer. And I say that I say that in the best way possible because they he had him at seven and five and he conducted himself with professionalism and conducted the offense the same way. And that's what we're looking for here. You know, I'm not trying to say something nasty about Deshaun Kaiser. I think Deshaun Kaiser is a fine young man and I hope that he is able to collect himself up in Green Bay and maybe get an opportunity some at, at some point down the road here in a few years. But they put him in an awful situation. One of the reasons the one of the major reasons they, they lost all their games last year wasn't just because of talent. They had a little bit of talent, but it wasn't up to par with some of the other teams in the NFL, obviously. It was when they got down inside the 20 and they're in that red zone, and at least you can come away with three points to get the zero off the board, he'd get worked up and he'd turn it over. And it was just one flating turnover after another. He'd lose the ball. He he got caught in himself. He really became skittish over time. And a lot of of that, I, I don't blame on him. I, I blame on putting a baby with a bunch of babies out there and expecting them to compete somehow. Uh, I, I would, I would put some of that on Hugh Jackson, and certainly uh, Sashi Brown for not putting in, a, not letting a veteran be, at least be in there to at least let him get his bearings before he plays. So I think that if you were to bring in Tyrod Taylor, since they're bringing in Tyrod Taylor, you're to let him work with those guys, even if you do get Saquon Barkley number one or number four. Uh I think that that's going to be a hell of a lot better because then they could start to do some of those things that they did in Buffalo, which is hold on to the ball, pound teams out, and try to get themselves a couple wins. I, I, I'm i not filled with, with crazy of the playoffs or anything like that, but this is at least an opportunity at a step towards respectability where they have not been respectable in a very long time. I mean, I was a I was a very young kid. The last time they made the, the, the I was in middle school. No, junior high. Last time they made playoffs and the last time they won the playoff game, I was in the elementary school. So it's, it's been a hell of a long time for this franchise. Yeah, and you got a bit of a funky line. And I know you're busy doing the morning shift, so we'll keep it concise. We appreciate you joining us. And we book Cordell on this show. Would you like Cordell to call in and be a part of the morning show? Just let us know. We can make it happen. Absolutely. Thank you very much.